podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. 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 Yo, what's going on? You're now listening to the Dishonomics Podcast. I hope you've had a great week so far. To my new listeners, welcome to my old listeners. Thanks again, do you know what I'm saying? First things first though, on my pods, I'd like to give a shout out to the previous episode. And that is episode, a number I can't remember off the top of my head. But I was speaking on what is happening in Russia. So you've probably seen in the news, Putin, Progozian, Wagner, Ukraine, revolt, rebellion, so on and so forth. Well, essentially, this is what happened. The Wagner group are like a, well, they were like a secret part of the Russian army. They're like a, let me watch them films you get like them American secret cells that they tell them, yo, if you die, nobody's gonna bury your body like that. Nobody's not gonna make the news because you aren't meant to exist. Almost kind of like that. That kind of does Russia's bidding in Africa, in the Middle East, in Southern America, so on and so forth. They're like a private military and they were of course contracted to help fight in Ukraine. Now, things haven't been going great in Ukraine. The Russians are losing. And the, old, the only real progress was kind of made from Wagner troops, but the head of Wagner, Prigozhin, has been beefing members of the military, Sogyal and who's the other guy? I forgot. Goreznikov, I can't remember the, my man's name. So because of that beef, the beef kind of intensified, leading to him <laughs> marching on Russia. Well, initially he marched to Rostov to capture Sogyal, who was that, the, the head general of the Russian army. Um, obviously he heard about that, he cut. So he started marching on Russia, marching on Moscow. Even Putin jumped out the whip, fam. He, he fled, went to somewhere else, jumped in his private plane and left. They didn't meet much resistance from the Russian army, which kind of signals some sort of cooperation from the Russian army. And obviously this is a sign of intense disrespect and betrayal because Putin was the one who put this man on and it looked like a coup. But some intense negotiations negotiated by the prime minister of Belarus, and it's like, yeah, if don't worry, people, everything's squashed. He's going, he's going to exile to Belarus. His troops can go with him or they can work for the Russian government. No hard feelings. Now, for anyone that knows anything about Russian politics and Putin, he doesn't do betrayal. And people who betray him, who try to do anything against him, end up in jail or in a box. So I speak on all of that in last week's pod. And I'm going to give you guys an update soon because things are really, really developing. But yeah. We're going to move away from geopolitics into macroeconomics. And this is something that's very interesting to all of us because it impacts all of us directly or indirectly. We're going to talk on the housing market. Should we be scared of what we're seeing in the housing market? That's all coming up next. First, some quick ads. Hi, it's MXM and listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's late. Yo, what's going on, people? Of course, you're listening to this night's podcast. And this week, we're discussing the UK housing market. Is the bubble about to burst? Is the housing market done out here? Should you be worried? Let's get into it. So, first things first. What is going on with the housing market? Well, the UK housing market has been experiencing a period of falling prices 
and decreased activity in 2023. We're seeing a lot of volatility. So we're used to seeing house prices just suddenly raise every year, five to 9%. Houses are expensive, you know what it is, just is what it is. But it's very strange when house prices start to slow or go the other way. And it was quite easy for people to sell houses. There's a lot of competition for houses. But one of my very good friends recently sold his amazing house to get an even better one, congrats to him. But he had to take a significant loss because it's so difficult to move property in this current conditions. But we'll get into it. So what is making this current UK housing market volatile? We're going to get into that across this podcast, but I think it's important to start off one of the key variables, right? And that is the sharp rise in interest rates. We've seen interest rates rise 13 times since December 2021. And bearing in mind, we had interest rates close to zero for a long period of time. And as you guys know, interest rates is the cost of borrowing. If I borrow £100 from one of my listeners and they charge me an interest rate of £10, 10%, sorry, I have to pay them £100, which is the initial loan, and which is the principal, the initial loan, and I have to pay them the interest rate, which is 10% of that £100, which is £10. So I pay them back £110. The lower the interest rate, the cheaper it is to borrow. The higher the interest rate, the higher it is to borrow. The more expensive it is to borrow, right? Cool. So if we see continual rises in interest rates, this means that mortgages are going to cost more because a, a mortgage is a loan. You are borrowing money from a bank or building society, a significant amount of money, more than likely six figures and up, to put down on the house and you pay over the length of the mortgage, which tends to be 25 years. Because mortgage repayments have become more expensive, homes are becoming less affordable for many buyers. And that is an issue on the market. So as I said, the Bank of England, who are the people in charge of the money supply, so they raise and decrease interest rates as they see fit. And their big aim is to keep inflation at a percentage of 2.0. And obviously, as you've seen, inflation is way higher than that, hence why they are increasing interest rates. They have risen interest rates 13 times since December 2021. It, it was at a record low of 0.1%. And as of June 2023, it is now 5%. A humongous difference. The reason why we're hiking interest rates so aggressively is due to inflation. Inflation has, well, last inflation rate was about, what, 8.7%. We've seen double-digit inflation for several months, right? This is why we are seeing increased interest rates. Obviously, the cost of living crisis, which is inflation, the general price level in the economy is so high compared to the money we're earning. So if our wages haven't gone up much, it basically, if price, if prices of the things that you're going to buy on a monthly, weekly, bi-weekly, daily basis is increasing quicker than your income, you are effectively getting poorer because you, you can't buy the same amount of goods and services you could before. So the cost of living crisis, of course, is going to impact the housing market. As your, as your household budget comes under pressure, fewer people can afford to stretch themselves to buy homes, which is further slowing down the market. Also, when you look at first-time buyers, a lot of first-time buyers are expected to delay purchases because the market is currently 
very, very hickey. Is what I was uncertain. And so many people I speak in, I speak to who are in position to buy are quite apprehensive and they are holding down the fort until things become a bit more clearer. So we're going to talk about house prices. That's probably the most important thing to talk about in terms of the volatility and what we're seeing today. The average house price in the UK has seen some fluctuations. According to the UK house price index, as of April 2023, the average house price was £286,489, with a monthly price change of 0.5%, and an annual price change of 3.5%. However, what I find interesting is that this isn't kind of like uniformly, universally, shall I say, accepted. Depending on the source, you might see different stories. For example, the Nationwide House Price Index report a monthly change of negative 0.1%, saying that prices are in fact going the other way. Prices are going down by 0.1%. And the annual change of minus 3.4% for May 2023, with the average house price being £260,000 and 731 pence. That is a 20, almost a 26,000 pound difference, right? So we don't really know exactly where the housing market is, but we know it's in a state of volatility. It's definitely not going up in a steady pace. It's either staying very stagnant or dropping quite significantly. Now, if you look at the Halifax House Price Index, they reported no monthly change at all, an annual change of minus 1%. So prices going down by 1% as of May 2023, with the average price being £286,532. So a lot closer to the UK House Price Index. The Right Move House Price Index reported a monthly change of 1.8% increase in house prices and an annual change of 1.5% increase for May 23, with the average house price being £372,894. Significantly higher, right? So, what's also interesting, when I talk about house prices, and this is from like speaking to people who are selling and looking at information online, so on and so forth, people are having to sell way be significantly below market value just to get their sale through the door. Because especially if you're in a chain where, okay, cool, I'm trying, I'm trying to buy a house, so I have to sell my house to buy this house, you're put in a tough position. Because once you've agreed a mortgage and principal, slap the, do you know what I'm saying? You have to move your house. And if you, so what's happened to a few people I've known, they've lost the buyer and now they have to go back to market and now they're having to sell way less. One of my boys sold his house for a good 80, 90 racks below market value. So currently it's low key a buyer's market if you've got the bread. But then again, can you afford the mortgage rates? We'll talk about that later. So yeah, that's the impact of price on the current housing situation. Now let's talk about mortgage rates. Mortgage rates are increasing. So mortgage rates have gradually been increasing since April, 2023. Higher mortgage rates make it more expensive to purchase a home because the monthly payments that you are paying to the bank or builder society is going to be higher than they were before. Naturally, when things become more expensive, less people want to purchase said good or services, right? Because it's more expensive. So that means the demand for that good or service reduces. And when the demand and Basic economics, and those who've been listening to my podcast over the years since 2016 know, demand supply. If the demand for something drops, so not that many people are interested in it, or the supply of something increases, there's so much of this good or service readily available, 
so the price for it will drop. So for example, like I'll use Burner Boy, yeah? So obviously Burner Boy had a show recently, amazing, sold out, killer, killer, killer. But his previous show in O2, and I think that was off the strength of African Giant, the demand for that show wasn't very high. I don't think people were really feeling the, con the album he recently dropped and also the ticket prices were quite high. So the demand was low to the point where the ticket prices start to drop. The people reselling ticket prices start to drop and they were even giving out tickets for free because there were so many tickets still outstanding and the demand was low, so the price dropped. And this is similar to what we've seen in the housing market, obviously not to the same degree. Because it's so expensive on a monthly basis now because of the interest rates, and your monthly mortgage repayments are gonna be expensive, the demand for houses is dropping, hence the price. And hence why people are struggling to sell some of the houses at market value, and also in a speedy manner. Also, the Bank of England has increased the base rate multiple times from record low of 0.1% to 5% as of mid 2023. So because of this, Mortgage rates are going to keep on going and keep on going and keep on going. The increases made mortgages more expensive, leading to a decrease in the housing market activity and a drop off in prices for four months in a row. Also, economic conditions. Something that can impact the market for a good or service is obviously the, eco the economy. If everybody's kind of money swimming out of their ears, everybody has confidence, then you're going to see luxury goods value go i mean the demand for luxury goods go up because people have the money to to involve themselves in such activities but when we're in economic downturn then things that are deemed as luxury like subscriptions going to the cinema um hospitality and leisure uh luxury goods and services demand for those will decrease right so our current economic conditions is high level of inflation and with inflation being 8.7% in May and food inflation is double, dig double, double digits, this has put a pressure on a lot of households in the UK, as well as pressure for the Bank of England to raise interest rates. The increase in cost of living is going to have a significant impact and slow down the housing market. Few people can afford to stretch their budgets to buy homes. Few people can afford to continue saving to gather a deposit. Also, last week, on Thursday, we saw major lenders um, announce increase in mortgage rates. So they've put a lot of their mortgage products above the 6% mark. What does this mean? This means that if you are acquiring these mortgages, you're going to be paying an interest rate of 6% on your loan, whereas people are paying nothing before, right? So you've got Barclays, NatWest, and Virgin Money informing brokers that they're going to up the price of their mortgage products to above 6%. Another impact, demand and supply, as I alluded to earlier. There's steadily widening gap between supply and demand in the housing market, right? The number of surveyors reported lower demand has increased, while the number of reported increased supply has remained the same. So if the supply of houses is still the same and demand for houses is lower, that means the, pr the price is gonna drop because not as many people are interested in fulfilling the, um, the current supply of homes to purchase, to be purchased, right? This could be a contributing factor in the recent price falls. Also, back to economic conditions. Sorry, I should have even mentioned this. Uncertainty, right? One key thing for the economy is confidence. When people have confidence, they're going to spend. So 
people are going to go to Asda, buy stuff. Go to um, um, Argos, ASOS, buy stuff. Local shops, get their hair done, get their nails did. Do you see what I'm saying? Buy a new car, go to the cinema, so on and so forth. And guess what this, what is this doing? This is um, it's helping generate output because now these companies, these businesses, the butchers, the hairdressers, uh, the supermarkets, they're going to have to pro keep producing because people are buying. And also people are going to invest in their businesses. They're going to invest in, in stocks and shit. It keeps the economy going. When people don't have confidence, they don't want to put their money anywhere. They don't want to move, right? And that is bad for the economy in general. And that's also going to be bad for the housing market because if people haven't, aren't confident in the current conditions, they're not going to go out and try to get these mortgage products and get these homes. And that's only going to push the price down. People are discouraged from taking large financial commitments in these times. Because first of all, the financial commitments will be more expensive because of the loan. Um, it's going to be more costly. And also they don't know, is it going to keep on going up? Is, are we going to get into recession? Is the housing market going to crash? These are not the type of times that people will be ex as excited in large quantities to jump on the property ladder. I know it impacts his regional vari variations. There's obviously, there's always going to be notable um, variations between different regions in terms of price growth, right? So in February 2023, the strongest annual house price, house price growth was recorded in Bromsgrove's Worcester, right? I don't even know where that is. A 14.9% growth. Rochdale, 13.7%. The only place to see annual price falls was Aberdeen, a decrease of 2.3%. So things are going to be, we're going to see different impacts across different parts of the UK. Now, what are the future predictions? Bro, they're saying the house prices could potentially fall by 10% over the next two years, or according to forecasts from the OBR. That's the Office of Budget Responsibility. What is contributing to this forecast? Well, increased cost of living. They anticipate continual rise in interest rates. People are believing it's going to go up to 6.5%. And once you have interest rates going up and up and up, and inflation going up and up, mortgage um, repayments are going to be more expensive and people are less likely to be able to afford these mortgage repayments in the first place because of inflation. So that's going to, re that's going to really dampen housing market activity, which could push the housing push prices down. And also first-time buyers, a lot of first-time buyers are having cold feet because they're going to expect, they're expected to hold off on purchases until they're They want to see what happens. And obviously, what, if people are having cold feet and not engaging in economic activity, that's going to slow down the housing market. So we've spoken about all the factors that are contributing to this current volatile state. Are we nearing a housing market crash? Well, we are on track for the fastest annual decline in house prices since 2009. And 2009 was like, what, a year or two after the financial crisis? Mortgage rates are continuing to surge and the Bank of England are going to continue to increase interest rates. The markets are also pricing in Bank of, the Bank of England will increase interest rates to 6.25% by the end of the year. So we're currently at a interest rate of 5%. So the markets, they're kind of saying, hmm, we're anticipating the Bank of England going to raise interest rates by a further 1.25%. So this is why we're seeing and predicting the housing market to go in this negative direction. If you're coming off a two-year fixed rate deal, so this is like, you agreed with your broker, mortgage broker that we're gonna pay this amount for two years, 
and you're facing 6% mortgage repayments, you're looking at an increase of £385 a month. £385 a month for anything is a lot of money. Imagine paying £385 additional on top of what you're already paying. Who says that families and individuals in the UK have a, an extra £385 for the same thing they're paying for prior? Crazy. I found these words interesting from the UK Chief Economist at Consultancy Oxford Economics. Mr. Andrew Gordon predicts a 13% peak to trough fall in the house prices with, with transactions staying extremely low. What does it mean? Peak and trough. Peak is the highest something is, trough is the lowest. So from the highest of house prices to the lowest, he's expecting that gap to be 13%. And when we talk about transactions staying extremely low, that means the amount of times homes are being bought and sold, he anticipates is going to stay low. And so do I with these current conditions. He says it's only a matter of time before the mortgage rates cause a new lag in prices. Mortgage payments are rising house and house prices are still high relative to the earnings. So when you think about it, house prices are still, remember I told you 286,000 pounds on average. And that does not include in London and surrounding counties. It's likely to be higher. So our mortgage repayments are going to be more expensive than they already were. And houses are still pricey. How many of we got to gather our deposits and grab on, jump on these houses? It's going to be harder to save. Nationwide estimates that 10% deposits of a typical first-time buyer home is about 55% of your gross annual income. So let's say, for example, yeah, you earn... Let me get my phone out to do the maths. You earn 40 grand a year, right? Your... For, for as a first-time buyer, your deposit is likely to be 55% of your salary before tax. So before tax, before national insurance, before student loan, before pensions, before Netflix and bills, yeah? So that's look at that. So on 40,000, that's a 22,000 pounds deposit. That's a lot of money to save. This is um, a bit down from the 59% all-time high towards the back end of 2022, but still marginally above the levels of the 2008 crisis. What's interesting is that prices may still stay up due to inflation. Think about it, the people who are building the houses, the real estate market, yeah? real estate companies, they still impact, inflation impacts all of us, right? Bricks are bit up. Bricks are more expensive. Cement's more expensive. Copper's more expensive. Tiles is more expensive. I was watching something today on um, IG on IG's YouTube channel. IG there about investments, so on and so forth, right? And they were hinting that, or not hinting, they said that there's a 10% increase in wages in a real estate market. So that's another cost. So if it's costing them more to build houses, they're gonna charge more for the houses. And another interesting factor is, remember the Conservative government pledged to build 300,000 houses a year? Well, they're nowhere near that, right? Um, and the government's reluctant to, to allow more houses to be built, and they're not going to hit that target. Also, builders are only going to build houses that they can sell. If confidence isn't high, transactions are low, they're not going to build as many houses because they're not going to sell them. Do you get what I'm saying? And that leads to higher prices because there's a, the su supply of homes is not increasing. So in terms of are we facing a housing cry, cry, um, crash, I don't think we are. I think we're just going to be in a very awkward period until inflation is tackled. 
Do you see what I'm saying? So I think it's gonna be like another awkward year or two in the housing market. And it's always interesting where I see a lot of people say this, and I understand why they say this. Like they want, they want the housing market to crash because they're thinking, yo, as young people, we weren't able to get in the housing market, the prices are way too high, this is ridiculous. How can we grow up in London or Birmingham or wherever we grew up and we can't afford homes in our own cities? Well, the thing is, usually if the housing market crash, that kind of means the economy probably is going with it, so that's not good. Secondly, some of you probably living in homes where your parents own, so you kind of don't want your... And houses tend to be the majority of UK households' biggest asset. You kind of don't want um, a lot of people's biggest asset to go down the toilet. That's not very ideal. And also, like, it also ne- it also adversely impacts the rental market. And I want to touch on the rental market briefly um, to trap with this pod. Rent is also facing lots of volatility. Rents are vastly increasing the price. As I said on number of pods so many times, people are offering significant markups on housing on a monthly payment. So let's say a room came up on, on right move or Zoopla or spare room and it's 2000 pounds a month. Somebody's offering 2005, 3005, 4,000 sometimes. How can many people compete with that? People are offering six, 12 months rent in advance. It's insane. So wild, wild west. And also because things are more expensive, it's making it more difficult for people to save for deposits. And it's interesting because Labour have been calling for rental controls but they kind of backtracked from that. And I understand that because rental controls are not as easy as you think. If landlords start moving away um, because of these new legislations, remember mortgages are going up for them. So their costs are going up. The cost of having to do these improvements and repairs, that means there's less properties on the market. And if there's less properties on the market, guess what? Less supply means what? More prices. Increase in prices, rent's going to be more expensive. So it's not necessarily the greatest thing. You see what I'm saying? So, as I said, should we be scared? Yes, house prices are falling, but it's not really clear we'll actually descend into a full-blown crash. Another Office of Budget and Responsibility predicts a 10% drop in house prices over the next two years. But you also got to remember that house prices are still very, very high even by historical standards. House prices have increased by over 60% over the last 10 years, according to Nationwide. That's bonkers. So yeah, I don't think it's time to be scared. I do think it's a very tricky decision in terms of when to pull the plug if you want to jump on the housing market. I think you really got to work out how affordable it is for you, in my opinion. So you've got to work out, yo, the increase in the monthly payments versus if this house or the house price, the houses are not going to continue to increase in price. So yeah, man, it's looking techy out here, but it's not completely and utterly Armageddon yet. So yeah, that's it for this week's pod, man. Until next time, people, peace and blessings. Bye. Podcast Network.